Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Lip Media Podcast. This episode of Word of the Gay is brought to you by Koala. The old way of buying furniture sucks. Welcome to the Koala way. Visit koala.com and get $150 off purchases over $1,000 when you use the code Word of the Gay at checkout. This episode of Word of the Gay is brought to you by The Wine Gallery. The Wine Gallery deliver a personalized selection of wine right to your door. Visit thewinegallery.com.au and get $25 off your order when you use the code Word of the Gay at checkout. Beyonce sits slay, Shantae, you stay. You say that's fishy, well I say he's dishy. We say that's fierce, so sing all my queers. Don't go nowhere, just prick up your ears, the word of the gay. Welcome to Word of the Gay, where we aim to dissect common words in the queer lexicon with regard to their history, contemporary usage in the LGBT plus community, and in pop culture at large. Hi, I'm Lenny, and this is my lovely co-host, Brendy. Hello! Now, you can follow the show at, at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and send us word suggestions. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Who doesn't love a review? Yeah, I do. I love a review. And it's nice to get some feedback as well. Absolutely. We can learn. We live and we learn. Yes. <laughs> Lenny, I had a very female-orientated weekend. Oh, did you? How yeah. so? Uh, ladies Night In yeah. um, with my roommate. We had a bit of a movie night. We watched Single White Female. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> It was quite terrifying, um, and I cannot look at a stiletto heel the same way. (laughs) And then I did a bit of a bodyguard marathon as well. When I say marathon, two hours. (laughs) (laughs) But I've got to say, the scene with Queen of the Night is by far my absolute favourite. The song, the headpiece, Whitney, she is my queen. In that scene, Whitney's very much in the style of drag. Some may call her a bio queen. Indeed. Not a drag queen. A bio queen. A bio queen, which is this week's word of the gay. So bio queens are female identifying women, whether they be cisgender, trans, queer or straight, who dress up and often perform as what the world has come to recognize as drag queens. They're also known as faux queens or diva queen or female queen. Sometimes they're described as a drag queen trapped in a woman's body. (laughs) Um, a biologically challenged drag queen, a female female impersonator, or a female impersonator impersonator. Ah, just rolls off the yeah. tongue. And, you know, like traditional drag queens and drag kings, faux queens play with traditional gender roles and gender norms to educate and entertain. However, bio queens should not be confused with drag kings, which are women who perform in drag to imitate men. Yes. Traditional, stereotypical yep. man dress. Man dress. Suits and mustaches and mm-hmm. such. 
And right now, drag is enjoying an unprecedented level of mainstream success, from the sizable audience of RuPaul's Drag Race to the popularity of makeup trends like contouring, which have originated in drag culture. I mean, look at Kim Kardashian. She is the queen of the contour. A bio queen. (laughs) In more ways than one. Absolutely. But, you know, until the 90s, drag culture largely involved men, usually gay men, performing as women or performing femininity. Yeah, and trans women have also performed drag since its inception. And then in the 70s and 80s, there was a Russian-born Brazilian faux queen called Elki Maravilla, and she became a popular TV personality after participating as a judge in some talent shows. She said that many people think I'm a transvestite. When they asked me this, I jokingly replied that I'm a man indeed and one of the most gifted ones. In San Francisco, the first ever faux queen pageant was founded in 1996 and ran till 2005. It was then resurrected in 2012. The first title holder was Coco Dietetica, a.k.a. Laurie Bushman. <laughs> and then a group called the Clubstitute Collective was formed after um, one of the bio queens passed away. And it was to continue to raise funds and provide a space for the performers who at the time weren't always welcome in regular drag venues. Yeah, and unfortunately, they're not still 100% accepted in all spaces. Yeah. Yeah, bioqueens have been on the scene, well, underground for a while. Yeah. But it's only in the last few years that they've just become a bit more recognized within mm-hmm. drag culture and a bit more common, you know, in local performances and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there are so many in Melbourne now performing. Yeah, especially at Honcho, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. So over the past decade, drag has really entered a new phase. Hugely. So it's a combination of of drag becoming a lot more mainstream Mm -hmm. and there's also more awareness surrounding like queer theory and feminism and just the gender binary and so as like the queer community grows and gender is a bit more blurred classic drag has started to become firstly less taboo so a bit less shocking in itself yeah, you almost expect every gay man to do drag at least once these days. That's true, mm-hmm. yeah. It's become like a bit more for men and women of like performance art level kind of, of expression. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like beautiful. It can be a bit ugly. It can be a bit gross, a bit shocking. Um, there's male drag queens that will be like fully bearded. But yes. Like, you know, so it's a bit so, yes. more blurred for all people. It's not just like women kind of entering. Um, oh, no. It, yeah. it, I mean, these days it's not just you know a man on stage pretending to be Dinah Ross it's pushing certain boundaries and and you still do have those fabulous classical drag queens Mm -hmm. which is excellent but then you've got these other ones that are pushing the boundaries and contemporary and so many are making political statements in their drag as well politically drag is a big fuck you to the heteronormative culture Totally, yeah, just in itself. It's a rejection of masculinity. But now people are adding other layers, they're subverting other things, they're bringing subtext and a whole heap of other stuff into it, which is really good because we're obviously where we are right now in society. Yeah, we really want to be pushing new boundaries, telling new stories. And also, honestly, the bar has been raised so high in terms of performance. You've really got to bring something new to be seen these days. Oh, yeah. Like last Christmas, Art Simone, the fabulous Art Simone, mm-hmm. she was hired, I think, by the council, Stonington Council, and just up and down Chapel Street every Saturday for Christmas. Oh. She was in this stunning Corvette with these backup dancers just doing Mariah Carey. Push aside the regular old Santa. Yeah. And it was this drag queen in a Corvette, which was just heaven. Yeah, that's so interesting. Like, drag has really achieved that level of mainstream success or awareness now that the underground is finding new ways to Other use avenues. it to, yep, to subvert. 
Brendy, I know nothing about wine, and I'm sick of pretending I do. No worries, doll. That's why the Wine Gallery are here, to be our professional wine selectors. We can just sit back and enjoy. And with the Christmas holidays approaching, I'm looking forward to having some expertly selected bottles stacked away for some serious relaxation times. Perfect for those unexpected holiday guests that don't bring their own Hmm. booze. Have confidence in your wine selections, even if you don't know a thing, by ordering your monthly delivery with The Wine Gallery. The Wine Gallery sends you bottles based on your taste preferences, selected by people that actually know what they're doing. Hooray for not having to pretend anymore! Visit thewinegallery.com.au and get $25 off your order when you use the code WORDOFTHEGAY at checkout! So as we know, like, drag is very appealing. To everyone these days. Yes. And especially women are really jumping on board and loving drag. Mm-hmm. I mean, a couple of the girls at my work the other day, I was showing them photos of me as Lusty. Yep. Yeah. And other you know, photos of Judy. And they were just like, oh, my God, we need to have our next big work function as drag. Yep. And one of the girls, so yeah, one of the girls was like, well, "Do we go as drag kings?" And the big boss is like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, we're all going as drag queens." Okay, that's like, cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yep. yeah, they were just loving themselves, yep. sick in it, and it was it was really <laughs> quite fascinating seeing that appeal yep. too. But first things first, drag queens would be nowhere without women. So really, I think it's in this day and age, anyone can perform on stage in drag. Totally. And it's not like all women are hyper-feminine anyway. It's not like I'm walking around, or the majority of women are walking around looking like anything that resembles a drag queen. No. It's not easy. No, absolutely not. It's it's an art. It is an absolute art. And it's a tribute to one's individual ideal of a woman. Yeah, totally. There are a couple of other things that are really appealing to women about drag, which is they've kind of brought more of a body positive Mm -hmm. aspect to it, which generally the the new drag community has anyway. And they also are able to kind of, in their own way, subvert those ideal beauty standards and behave in a different way to maybe they have to in life. So even though they're this hyper female or whatever you want to call it, look, in a way drag queens, like they're, can be out like outrageous and loud and dominant and all those things. So it kind of gives women the opportunity to do that on stage, like a lot of performers would feel, and then go back to everyday life. So it kind of empowers them to explore this different part of their identity and also their femininity. It's kind of about creating an alter ego as well, Yeah, I think. I remember meeting my first bio queen back in 2013 at um, the Greyhound, and yep. her name is Bella Nitrate, and I saw her perform, and she was just excellent. And she was competing in a dragnet competition, And she copped at the time so much flack. It was a real sort of 50-50 situation. She copped so much flack from people saying, you're not a real drag queen. And then the other side were embracing it because it was something new. And the whole time she had to constantly explain to people that she was a drag queen. She's a bio queen, but she is a drag queen. This is her art. And I just sort of think, you know, some people see it as radical because it's new. Yeah, I think we all are pretty aware now that cross-dressing is not a thing and drag isn't really a thing, even though we still call it that. And like gender's a construct and we're just usually dressing the way we do because of society. Mm -hmm. But I'm not particularly like hyper-feminine the way I dress and you're not hyper-masculine the way you do. Don't take offense. (laughs) So both of us, because we're gay, you know, we're gay, so we don't have to fit that. In a certain mould. In a certain mould as much and we are kind of liberated. It's not because I'm gay and I'm butch and Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? You're gay and you're more femme 
just because it's like genetic or something. It's just basically we don't have to fit in those molds. Yeah. So you'd think that most drag queens are aware of that. But like I did read about Bella Nitrate and a bunch of other drag queens and they've had like horrible things said to them. So I think Bella actually said that someone told her to please get your filthy cunt off our art form. Yes. Which is so odd for someone who has made, you know, has made a career out of imitating women. Yeah. Not and apparently idolized. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. There's a lot of comments about, you know, people smelling fish and there must be like lesbians around. And there was one queen, actually, I don't recall her name. Uh, she was an artist and she kind of branched out into drag and really enjoyed it. But she kind of copped so much flack and there was so much trolling that she thought it, it's actually just easier not to do it. And I'd rather just make films and other art about my experience because it was just kind of too hard to Break continue. In. And I just right. can't imagine. I mean, I can imagine in this age but i can't imagine that kind of why those queens would be so like unrelenting in their criticism yeah but we all know there's you know misogyny within the gay community as well it's not really oh. a surprise i have seen so much drag in my time lenny yep. so much and so much art i've also seen a lot of train wrecks when it comes to some drag performances <laughs> yep. i honestly have to say if a camp female yep can get up on stage sing act Dance, lip sync, and if you are going to lip sync, know your lyrics. Yep. But if you're going to do it and you're 110% fucking hit the ball out of the park, embrace it. Because at the end of the day, times are changing and traditions really need to move with the times. Otherwise, they get forgotten. And yeah, you can't imitate these women or even send up femininity as some drag queens have done in the past or Mm -hmm. mock women and then turn around and police gender and say that, oh, only we're allowed to. I mean, that's... Big problem. But I mean, this this even dates back well and truly before our time, Lenny, just a little bit, to Shakespeare. Yeah. There were so many of his plays that had female characters in it. Women weren't allowed on stage, yep. so men would have to portray the, the female, female role. Yep. And I mean, my favourite is obviously Twelfth Night with Viola, which yep. was recently, in about the last, what, I don't know, 12 years, played by Amanda Bynes in She's the Man. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. And oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Like, that's great. So good. So good. So good. Oh, my God. Her best role, <laughs> might I just add. And Your favourite work of Shakespeare. Genius. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so then it's like, don't do the same thing again where you, you're saying women can't be on stage. This is just a space for men. So time and time again, it gets brought up that bio queens, as they have grown up as women, mm. and they are women, sorry, <laughs> it's just easier for them to prepare and perform drag. In what sense, Lenny? Well, it's basically assuming that all women have, like, the same body shape, right. um, wear a lot of makeup, 
are really extra. You know, they have breasts, um, large breasts probably, and that for a lot of women, they don't need to tuck. Right. But is drag more than tucking? Well, I think so. Yeah. And some drag queens don't tuck. Guilty. (laughs) Yay. Do you know what my secret is? Not tucking. (laughs) No, it it is a poodle skirt with a lot of fucking jewel underneath. Okay. I don't have time. I saw a queen on Drag Race that didn't tuck, and they were wearing a leotard. Oh, wow. RuPaul pointed it out, and they were just like, oh, well. It's also a trend now for male drag queens not to tuck. Mine is just of convenience, and in regards to the 1950s (laughs) attire that I wear, I'm like, I don't need to. Is a poodle skirt a skirt from, like, the 50s? Yeah, like Patty Simcock, Grease, that kind of, like, look. Yeah, I sort of do that and throw on a ballet support. But other than that, I'm like, yeah. The only time I've actually seen someone tuck was my roommate Jimmy because he decided he doesn't even do drag, but he did this like Hannibal Lecter kind of moment for oh, us in yes. the living room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our windows were open so our neighbours could see. Oh, great. And he did it as like a party <laughs> trick and it did look uncomfortable, yep. but you know, it was, it was quite the talent. So yep. shout out to you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I just also think that we've moved beyond the main point of interest being, oh, my God, I can't believe that's a man. Like that aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So RuPaul was quoted in The Guardian last year as saying that drag loses its sense of danger and its sense of irony once it's not men doing it. Because at its core, it's a social statement and a big fuck you to male-dominated culture. So for men to do it, it's really punk rock because it's a rejection of masculinity. Right. But also, RuPaul also said that we're all born naked and the rest is drag, yes. which contradicts that a little bit. I'm very um, 50-50 with him at the moment. Yeah, I know there's going to be a lot of people that'll be like, Brandy! I'm like, mm. I don't know. In this day and age, the mm. fact that our community is all about equality and inclusion. Yeah. You know, he even turned around when people were like, when are women going to start being on drag yeah. race? When are we going to allow, you know, bio queens in drag race and he's like they already have that competition it's called hashtag miss universe yeah i know he was probably trying to be funny but that's actually offensive very offensive offensive to bio queens and offensive to women that doesn't represent me doesn't it but it also doesn't represent um miss universe the talents are very different to bio queen talents yeah (laughs) and i get it it's his show and the empire that he's built and I know he was doing an interview, but he did have time to like reflect on it. Yep. And then on Twitter again, he also suggested that women, including trans women as well, he likened them to taking performance enhancing drugs in terms of like the, the drag competition because he saw them as having breasts, having more mm-hmm. typically feminine features. Therefore, it's supposed to be easier. But the thing is, there have been trans women on the show. Yes. Um, but he was kind of grading whether they could be or not, depending on like their stage of transition. Mm-hmm. And I understand if he's going to say it's men only, you can't then have trans women because then you're including them with men. But then also to not allow trans women when they've been such a big part of drag history is also like offensive and he knows better. And also, it would be good for him to be open to just having even like a season just where anyone can enter and let's just see like the best, you know, as he always is looking for, the best of the best. Absolutely. Look, hats off to him in the sense that he literally was groundbreaking with this show yes. and very much led the way. And I think yep. it's fantastic. He, a lot of drag queens owe him for their careers and their exposure. Yep. Like they've gone from cheeky little cabaret clubs to 
around the world tours. Yeah, totally. Hugely. But I, I honestly think he really needs to expand. And it's not going to be a loss for him. It's not no. as if everyone's going to turn off watching because he does that. He is at such a high level of success and exposure yep. that any addition to the franchise is going to be beneficial. Hugely. Yeah. But I just sort of, you know, I look at it and I just sort of think, you know, Queen Liz back in the day in the 80s and the early 90s yep. was falling out of favour and popularity with the people yep. because the way she saw the world and her views and whatnot were not up to date yep. with you know, her younger followers as such and I just worry with RuPaul and this sort of situation that in 10 years time or 15 years time or hell even in two years time mm. his view about what drag race is as opposed to say the rest of us who are watching it yep. wanting a change to happen he may start to fall out of favor mm-hmm. I just sort of think oh for fuck's sake just break the barrier make that change you were once an outcast yeah so you know what it's like we've all been there we're all one. And it's not as if he only has classic drag queens on the show. He's had some of the most innovative... Biggest spectrum. Yeah. Biggest spectrum of yeah. drag queens. It's incredible. And he also tends to favour them because he's seeing something new and often they win mm-hmm. or go on tour. They he push needs to boundaries. Stop. Yeah. If he's going to critique male-dominated culture or the patriarchy, then you can't favour only gay men, I think. No, absolutely yeah. not. And like, you don't, you which, don't want to be seen as a boys club. Yep. And I'd hate for RuPaul and Drag Race to be seen as that. Yeah. Well, the backlash has already started, so it will be interesting to see where it ends and hopefully he will bring himself up to speed and not be, you know, stubborn. Buying a mattress can be stressful. Walking into the store, dodging greasy salesmen, testing different mattresses when they pretty much all feel the same. That's the thing. It's really hard to tell in two minutes whether you're going to enjoy sleeping on a mattress every single night. And a quick roll around in the store isn't going to cut it. And you can't always trust what the salesman is telling you. I mean, he's only after his huge cut after all. Having the internet means we no longer have to put our faith in dodgy mattress salesmen or quick comfort tests in mattress stores. Koala deliver your mattress to your house within four hours of purchase in major Australian cities and allow you a risk-free 120 nights of slumber before deciding it's for you. And literally no one I know has sent it back. Sleeping on that thing is like sleeping on a cloud. And you don't have to leave your house or pay a hideous markup that's often thousands of dollars. And a percentage of the tiny markup koala takes goes towards actually adopting koalas in Australia. Cute! Visit koala.com and get $150 off purchases over $1,000 when you use the code Word of the Gay at checkout. Koala, making furniture for the digital age. And I think it's great with drag. It is all about female idolization, and they are literally celebrating females, whether it be from the 1940s, like we've discussed previously, or nowadays, or a completely different character that they have just created themselves. Yep. I think it's incredible. It's very focused on the entertainment, fashion choices, and pop culture references yes. that they go into. Yeah. Um, I actually came across a fabulous quote from a bio queen called Holstar and it was all about how she was questioned um, about you know why she does drag and how she feels about it and, and, and whatnot and she just said look I asked them to look a bit deeper look at my nose look at my jawline look at my hands look at my tits you can work it out I want people to question the middle ground I want them to let go of the binaries of race of gender of class of everything and just say it doesn't matter that's why I still do it yeah that really sums it up so well I mean, there's been, obviously, criticism of women in general for partaking in gay male-dominated drag culture, but there's been a little bit of extra criticism or questioning of straight women performing drag, which I 
personally don't have a problem with, but I think it is important um, and many people have noted just to be aware of those queer clubs or gay clubs that they're important to the community and it's a space for the community to feel accepted. I think women are marginalised in their own way, so I don't have a problem with them being an ally and then also partaking in drag culture but a lot of the people performing are also queer or lesbian identifying anyway so it's not just homics bag i think it's incredible and i think the sort of people performing in those spaces aren't the sort of women that are disrespectful like they've probably been around gay culture and they know they haven't they've gone to performance school (laughs) (laughs) and when it comes to future drag lenny uh, my predictions when i'm my grandparents age the ripe old age of 90 sitting on my rocker watching RuPaul's Drag Race, yep. I really think it's going to hopefully be very much a space of inclusion. It's not about the gender behind the costume, it's about the character. We continually fight and fight for equality. We really need to embrace those subgroups mm-hmm. and celebrate them. Definitely, I totally agree. And really, as long as you can lip sync... You're fine in Brendy's books. <laughs> <laughs> Go fucking nuts. <laughs> um, so in the film Connie and Carla... I'm familiar. You're familiar. <laughs> Tony Collette. The woman from My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, yep. that lady. On yep. a road trip. Yep. She actually wrote the film. She's yes. delightful. <laughs> she writes everything that she's in. Shock horror. Yeah. <laughs> this is a little bit before the bioqueen movement. But I also should mention that the bioqueen term is actually a bit controversial. I think that women just want to be referred to as drag queens drag as well. Queens. And I totally yes. agree. Just saying it for the context of the episode. But yeah, they're two women that imitate being men performing as women mm-hmm. in drag after they witness a murder. So they've gone into kind of the witness protection, well, self-imposed yes. <laughs> witness protection. It's a light-hearted It's delight. a light-hearted romp. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoy Miss Congeniality too. My favourite scene where Sandra Bullock <laughs> and Regina King are in the gay bar yes. undercover and they have to perform and Regina King is doing Tina Turner and Sandra Bullock just can't understand why she couldn't be <laughs> Tina. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm obviously Tina. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's actually really funny. Um, the female singer of the Scissor Sisters, Animatronic, actually was a drag queen in the 90s in a place called the Tranny Shack, which I oh. definitely doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> but, you know, different times. Then you've got from the 1970s, Julie Andrews movie, Victor Victoria. So good. It's actually got such positive representations and attitudes towards homosexuality as well. Yeah. Kurt actually portrays her in Glee. So he's playing oh, Julie Andrews. I doing, remember that. So it's like... A male playing a female, playing a male and a female. It's like my mind explodes. Yeah, so she is impersonating a man, impersonating a woman. Yes. And she's also in a fake gay relationship with like her friend. Yeah. There's also a show called Dragula, which is very alternative drag. And in the reunion of season two, the topic of Bioqueens came up. It was nearly unanimous that everyone kind of agreed that they should be included. But that's often more common in those alternative, fringy-type drag scenes. Mm -hmm. And they also went on to say that the audition is open to all drag artists regardless of their gender, sexuality, or form of drag expression. Too, too fabulous. Then you've got The Simpsons. Yes. The recent episode of The Simpsons (laughs) where Marge actually becomes a drag queen so that she can sell Tupperware or something. (laughs) And she's known as Marge, and they're all everyone's just like, "That's such a great drag name." That's really and funny. She literally whacks on some heels, the makeup, and whatnot, and is just recreated. I it's need to see it. Such an excellent episode. And lastly, there is the Birdcage, which is a film we referenced in our camp episode. We did in the film to escape the reporters in the closing scene. Callista Flockhart, aka Ali McBeal, uh, and Ali. I think Gene Hackman. <laughs> 
yes. and everyone at this party, <laughs> they go do drag to escape. The reporters through the, the reporters, drag club. Yeah. Yep. So through costume. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Oh, I know that we have a lot of new listeners, so welcome. Yes, thanks so much. It's very exciting. Oh, make sure that you follow the show at, at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and do send us any word suggestions. And rate and review on iTunes. Absolutely. That would be really appreciated as well. Lately. Thank you. <laughs> and hey, to wrap it up, ladies, gents, others, and undecided, can I just say, no matter what, you be the queen of the night. <laughs> Lady, it's been a hoot. It's been a hoot, yeah. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.